0: hi and welcome back to the secret life of parkinson's i'm jessica krauser and i have brian baker with me
1: hello jessica hello
0: brian we have blake bookstaff on zoom hi blake
1: hi jessica (laughs) brian
0: so blake is with us today because he just wrote a book this year um blake wrote the i have young onset parkinson's disease is that the right name of the title right i have young onset
1: i uh, know actually you have young onset parkinson's
0: you have young onset parkinson's because that's what you mm-hmm. were told right okay. Yeah. okay um yeah
1: that's right I'll,
0: it looks like this thank you because i left my copy at home <laughs> no worries <laughs> but we will have a we'll have a picture of it up, up up on the screen but um you can get it on amazon but uh, let anyways we want to talk about the book this is something that i uh we did mention on a previous podcast um that we had because it was a, such an easy read and I loved it. I'm not very one to want to read a ton of books and stuff. But it was basically Me, yeah. like, yeah, it's like taking information that we all felt that we've gone through and you put it on paper. So it was awesome. Um, but Blake is an Thanks. entrepreneur and now he's an author. And uh, we just wanted to hear about your journey and about your book. So why don't you start by telling us your journey? your life, your journey, your diagnosis time?
1: Sure. Sure. So, uh, let's see, I, I'm 54 now, but when I was 47 in 2016, I got diagnosed with young onset Parkinson's and it was sort of a shocker to me. Um, uh, you know, a few years before I started having some symptoms like a frozen shoulder and, um, mm-hmm. it was one of them and, um, dystonia in the foot. When I exercised, my toes would clamp up and make the exercise like not very doable. And so then, um, I also uh, work on the computer a lot, so the the mouse. Mm -hmm. um, I I started clicking inadvertently a couple times, but I thought that was due to my frozen shoulder because they told me it probably was all related. So, uh, you know, I thought it was a joke when I was going to get uh, analyzed for Parkinson's, um, but I went down to Vanderbilt. and it was very shocking uh, to get a Parkinson's diagnosis. You know, probably routine for them to deliver the diagnosis, but for me, it was like a bomb went off. And uh, it was just completely devastating to me. So I, um, you know, spent a couple of years really trying to get a hold of it in my brain uh, to be okay with it. And I think I've succeeded.
0: When you went to Vanderbilt, like, and you said, you know, something they they probably do is routine, which I'm sure it is. Did the, did they make you, did it feel that way? Was it just more of like a in-and-out type scenario, or did they really handle it with the diagnosis message with care? Just curious.
1: Well, it was sort of bizarre. You know, my wife, uh, Jennifer, and I went in there and uh, went through a battery of tests, and then it, it really wasn't announced. I mean, she said, um, the doctor said, you know, well, we're going to try a few things, a couple pills, um, and uh, you know, she just goes right into the what we're going to do going forward. And she hadn't really said that I had it. And then I said, "Well, are you saying I have Parkinson's?" And she said, "Yes." And so that's when I I was broke down. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you get that? And we just talked to somebody a little while ago about the sense of relief of at least I know what it is now. Or was it just? Oh, crap. I have no, to no know. relief at all. It was total, complete devastation because I thought I was totally healthy. Um, and my my symptoms, although, but, you know, weren't really bothering me that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it was total devastation. And then, you know, they, they made it seem like I was lucky if it, it is Parkinson's because yeah. they were like, well, we're going to try these medications and if for some reason we can't get it under control, then um, – you know, then uh, could be worse. We might, you might have something we can't treat.
0: So was your view of Parkinson's back then and like what you knew about it, what you were educated on different now? Like, I'm, I'm assuming you learned a lot as the process, as the journey has gone on. So is it just how you, what you thought Parkinson's was gonna be, why you were so devastated or?
1: well, you know, you're healthy one minute and then you get this disease that, you know, sounds like a death sentence. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, what I knew of Parkinson's was older people, uh, got it. And, um, and, you know, there was a lot of, uh, I associated it with shaking uncontrollably, um, like I'm doing now with my, just kidding, <laughs> Sorry, my medicines are kicking in. So I'll, i I, I, uh, jump around a little for a while that's happening. But, um, but anyway, um, So uh, you know, all I remember seeing really uh, on the TV about Parkinson's was Michael J. Fox at those hearings, Mm -hmm. uh, way back when, when he was trying to get more funding for Parkinson's and um, or maybe it was stem cell use—I can't remember—but that's all I knew of it. Yeah. And so when I got the diagnosis, I mean, I was just, uh, how can that even be? It's got to be a mistake. Yeah. I mean, how do you how do you at 46 end up with that? You know.
0: Now that you know more about it and you're educated on it and you've been living with it, how do you feel? Like, how would you want to? Well, I know it's in your book, but what what is it that you would want to tell people who are newly diagnosed?
1: That it's not a death sentence and that, there's still plenty of good years left, and uh, you can live your life fairly normally. Um, you know, one 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 thing to help somebody in my office because sometimes I have these dyskinesias. I uh, might be doing brain surgery here at, at some point in the future. But um, the, uh, he says that, uh, you know, when I'm moving like this, it looks like I'm, I'm feeling terrible. But that's actually when I'm feeling the, wor- the best because my medicines are, you know, really amping up. And mm-hmm. so that really, that really helped him. But um, all of that to say, uh, I don't um, – I think people just need to know everything is going to be all right. Yeah, there's a lot of treatments and different things that you can do. You're, you two are proof of it, and a lot of people live successful lives with Parkinson's. It's not a death sentence, and so you know, when I got uh, diagnosed, I immediately wanted to try to get a support group. But the support groups are all in like senior centers, mm-hmm. of <laughs> older people, and 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 uh, at different times of their life. And you know, that's no slam on older people by any means, but. I think a person in our age group that wants to get, you know, it's in their forties, fifties, they, they, they want to see, you know, people hiking and mm-hmm. living their lives ordinary, ordinarily. Yeah. And so, you know, that's what um, that's what I f- find. Well, I found what was missing was a lot of material. There was some, you know, handouts and things on young onset Parkinson's disease. But at the time, and really to this day, there's nobody really telling that story. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's a, you know, so I wanted to get my story out there and, and show that you can be very optimistic and have it. And, you know, I, I work full time and do a lot of other things as on the side and still ski. And, so you know, you can have a full life. So tell us about your
0: book. How did that all come to be and how long did it take you to do? It
1: took three years to do because I didn't really make it a priority and mm-hmm. worked on it off and on. And um, I started journal, journaling my thoughts. Um for uh for um as i do any I, i've always journaled things like ideas that i had and mm-hmm. also i was journalizing this about you know what was i was trying to figure out what what my problem was having you know once i accepted that i had it mm-hmm. i still was devastated by it and i was couldn't get past it so i started writing things down just so that i could reference how i was feeling and at one point i said maybe i should write a book so i went back and looked at all those 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 terms and. Uh, Uh, you know, those things I wrote down and uh, decided to assemble it into a book. And the the more it it was actually titled something else originally. And uh, I had some help with the book and uh, we came up with the title and thought that, you know, if somebody gets newly diagnosed or they've been diagnosed a few years and they're, you know, they're younger, Mm -hmm. um, this is a good resource to tell them, you know, that, that things that they can do and give them some hope and encouragement. And I've been hearing from a couple readers that, uh, you know, they, you know, they resonate with it and it helped them. So that's that's awesome. That's I've, been my I've whole heard, goal in writing the book. I'll go ahead. Sorry.
0: I was going to say, I've heard from readers, um, you know, our age and older. So I gave it to a lot of people at the gym that we belong to. And a lot of them are over the age of, you know, 60, 65. So they're not considered young onset. But the book resonated with them as well. So it definitely can reach a pretty wide audience because even though we, we go through things a little differently than um the the older age uh, group of parkinson's it's it's still pretty much the same i say journey. like journey like mentally and you know and physically yeah. but um yeah i've I've heard very very positive things you i know you said you got a couple of positive notes can you share any specifics of what people are saying about it
1: yeah yeah sure i can and uh to your point about the age group, it's because of you and our uh, us talking offline I'm starting to in the advertising of the book on amazon uh, and other places i 'm trying to uh, put a line in there that it's really you know anybody at any age that gets diagnosed can mm-hmm. can get some benefit out of it because I think you 're right I mean we were trying to target a segment that was very underserved. Mm-hmm. there might be another one book there's one other book maybe maybe two mm-hmm. um, so you know uh, But, but, but a lot of it, as you pointed out, it can be applicable to anybody with Parkinson's getting, getting the disease. But so yeah, somebody, um, this is the second one I received. I received it a few weeks ago. He says, uh, hi Blake, let me start by saying thank you so much for writing your book. It was so relevant and hit so close to home in so many ways that it actually brought me to tears because Mm -hmm. I realized I wasn't alone in many of my thoughts and emotions. I want you to know that your efforts and courage in writing this book have had a big impact on at least one person, and I'm sure many others. And, you know, it goes on and on and on. That's and, but awesome. He was, um, he's 55, um, and so uh, he's had it for a few years. And that's really, the, you know, that was the goal of the book. I had, well, for the first interesting thing that happened was my mom read it early on and it was like, I didn't know all this stuff. It was very helpful to her. Yeah. Uh, and so that was good because, um, it was worth writing the book just for that alone. And then there were, you know, I really had three goals for the book. One was to, um, help the person newly diagnosed. Mm-hmm. That was one, the younger person newly diagnosed. The second was, um, to, uh, spread awareness about, young know, onset parkinson's or just parkinson's in general
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the third was to raise money but then i quickly um realized that the last two really I, i'm really after the first one if it just helps you know f- the, just it's just one i got that's just reggie i mean if that's all that helps more power to it yeah. i mean i think then it's done its job yeah, it's helped a lot more people than that because we've, like I said, we've handed out the book. So I've heard this, uh, great feedback on it from from people that we hand out it to. Um, people were asking to take it if they mm-hmm. could have it uh, last weekend when we were up in Akron for the Cleveland Clinic. So
0: yeah, so it's definitely getting it's 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 going to make its way around because now we're going to include it in our Parkinson's patient kit, which people can order one for order the kit for free and the the book will be included in there. And um, all the, you said you were raising money, so all the proceeds go to the Fox Foundation, right?
1: That's right. Although, you know, in the reality of things, uh, you know, individual donations that we've made probably are way more than royalties from the book. Although they, they've probably gotten a thousand bucks out of it so far. So yeah. That's good. Um, but uh, I think, yeah, all the profits go to Mark Michael J. Fox organization, and they're, they're awesome people. Mm -hmm. and so uh you know they're doing a lot for research and focus strictly on that and that's that's what we need i think well and that's how uh,
0: that's how we got connected so the um the parkinson the michael j fox foundation has something called the buddy network and Mm -hmm. um and blake went on there and i think he was just sharing like if anybody wants to read the book or have a copy of the book and and you know give them feedback and um tony are you know our friend tony in, mm-hmm. in uh, cleveland
1: oh he's a great guy i
0: know so so and tony we just we we randomly met because of the podcast and i'm like oh, you're in ohio i'm like we're you know we're in columbus and so we actually just saw him last weekend at the um cleveland clinic event but um you know our parkinson's community it's like you know small but mighty but so <laughs> uh, so um so tony actually gave uh gave blake i think rave reviews on his book And he said, you know, you got to get in contact with Jessica because she has a kit that she's distributing because he already knew all about it because of the podcast. And then Blake called me. Nice. I'm like, isn't that? It's like amazing. So small world. Yeah, but it's like it's great efforts from like what the Fox Foundation is doing with their buddy network. I think that's, you know, there's definitely like a hub of people and and growth and different ideas because, you know, we're we're all just trying to help each other. So any way that we can like. You know, grow and develop and whatnot, and get things out there all the better. So, I just thought that was a fun little. I story. think you.
1: I think you've got a great idea there with that with that, with that with that with that kit.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited about it. We're still we're working on getting it out in more hands, and hopefully, going to get more funding for it so that we can you know buy more of the you know materials to to send the kit out. But um, I know I've mentioned it before. You can go on on our website on 5 5kforjk.org and order and, and I say order it you get one for free um, but it includes your book and includes the shaky hands book which is a kid's guide um, that Dr. Sonia Mather wrote um, and a few other items but I, I think you hit the nail on the head and exactly what we've been wanting to do from the start as well is people just don't want to feel like they're alone and so books like yours right. and the kit and just saying it out loud of like you're not by yourself like there are there's thousands of us, there's supposedly a million, I'm sure probably more just in the United States, 10 million actually worldwide. So um, is your book available? Like it can, because people all over the world watch this podcast, is it available to ship anywhere?
1: Yeah, it is, it's available, but this is the funniest thing. Whenever I try to send someone one overseas to like England or or Germany or whatever, they won't do it because I guess international international rules or something oh so yes if you're if you're if you're in another country you can certainly order it on that the version of amazon that you have so it's for sale all over the place oh and, got it. And in the u.s okay and then uh you know i have a website com, where there's a contact form and a link to the book as well so we're we're trying to figure out what to do with that we might build it out as a resource okay for you know specifically young onset or maybe more broad
0: yeah well, what's your next steps? Anything, any other books that you think of coming out now that you're an author?
1: Yeah, well, that's been a very interesting thing. It's opened up some doors for me, really. Yeah. Um, you know, writing a book I never thought I would do. Uh, it was a very tedious process, uh, editing it over and over again. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just it's, 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 you think reading a book is brutal like that. You were talking, you don't read much, but editing it is about the worst but uh but w- once it finally came out and i started saw it as a tangible product i've really enjoyed um handing it out to people and you know it's uh but yes i have some other ideas for books but unrelated parts <laughs> okay
0: that's all right that would still be good because you know what i loved about his book and I, I told him like one of the things i really liked one it was an easy read for for me but the the font was much bigger than normal books <laughs> and it just yeah. it just helps like it, i don't know why it just made such a difference than the small print that you usually find. No wonder yeah, my like um, reading.
1: We self-published it, and uh, it, um, it looks like if it, I wanted, my, my main rule when I published, my main thought was it needs to be a commercial-looking product. And so one of the things that aggravates me about things is when the type is so small that you can't read it without your glasses on or off. Yeah. And so uh, we made it specifically bigger for that purpose. And we did other things. We put in illustrations and pictures mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, try to make it a real, Nice product, the way it looks, the way it feels.
0: A life journey. I don't Mm -hmm. need glasses yet to read. I'm still 41. I can't see. It's a real pain. (laughs) 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 Well, Blake, this was great. I'm so glad that you were able to to join us. Um, I'm so glad you were able to come on, and I know you and I have been connecting over the past few months, so we'll still stay connected, I know.
1: that's great. But, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you, bro.
0: But good luck with everything with the book. Thank you so much for all that you're doing for the Parkinson's community by sharing your very personal story with the world.
1: Um,
0: you know, Brian and I always say, like, how much it's, it's it's not easy to come out and
1: be vulnerable.
0: be vulnerable. So thank you for all that you've done.
1: You bet. Thank you. Thank you, Blake.
0: In our last 30 seconds, I will leave you with this. If you haven't already, go on Amazon.com and check out the book, You Have Young Onset Parkinson's. And again, this is not just for people with young onset Parkinson's. It's a a book that is relevant for anybody living with Parkinson's. It's even a great book, a great read for those caregivers who are caring for somebody with Parkinson's. It gives you a little insight into our, our world in which we live. So if you haven't already, check it out, buy the book, and share a review with Blake. And we'll see you next time. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is produced by Melissa Carlson and Steve Brandenburg. To contact us, email info at thesecretlifeofpd.org. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not responsible or liable for any medical advice, diagnosis, course of treatment, or any other information obtained through this podcast. The information provided by The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast. You are encouraged to consult a physician for a definitive diagnosis.